This is The Scoop, a podcast run by student journalists offering teenagers perspectives on the latest happenings. We hope to provide authentic conversations that allow a quick listen wherever you are. And I am your host, London Sinclair. States, in 2010, California adopted the Common Core State Standards for English Language Arts as well as Mathematics. These academic standards were set up as a way to ensure students were understanding material and gaining the appropriate skills critical to future success. But what we also started to see was nationwide inconsistencies within the learning goals and that there was value in having a consensus on the curricula. Unlike math and English, there are no required content standards for history courses. Although Common Core has literacy guidelines in history slash social studies, according to the Common Core website, these standards for grades 6 through 12 are meant to supplement content and states determine how to incorporate these standards into existing subjects or adopt them altogether as content area literacy standards. Archer, on the other hand, as an independent school, isn't held to the same state guidelines or public school standards, which gives the school a lot more autonomy to create curriculum. Today, we have a very special guest, Anaya Shirajini, to talk to us about redefining curriculum to encompass African-American history. Anaya is a student activist and a senior at Archer. She's also the 12th grade dance captain and a member of the exec board. Welcome, Anaya! Hi, London. Thank you for having me. Of course, I'm so glad to have you here on this podcast. This is so exciting. It's the first episode. Um, Let's start with how are you? Where are you? Just doing a little check-in. I'm doing pretty good, just powering through, getting work done. Um, I'm currently in Texas, so there is a two-hour time difference. But other than that, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm actually doing pretty good. Quarantine really hasn't been too bad. I'm such a homebody anyway, so it's kind of working for me. Um, I've taken up cooking and baking to a whole other degree. I have a sourdough starter and I make sourdough bread. And I've recently started participating with this organization called Homey Made Meals, where I get to volunteer to be a chef and make meals for the homeless. So it's been really great to do something I love and also help others during this time. That is so good to hear. I'm happy you're doing okay in these difficult, challenging, kind of unknown times and really just making the most of it. And again, I wanted to thank you for just having me here today and talking with me. Well, I am so happy to have you here today. As I previously mentioned, you are here today to talk a little bit about African-American studies and bringing a course um, similar to that into the Archer curriculum. I would love it if you could start us off just by diving into your plans, your passions, and just framing this project for us a little bit more. Yeah, of course. So basically, my idea is just to create this sort of senior seminar either history or maybe even interdisciplinary between English and history, just talking about African-American studies, whether that's um, our history or even looking at different literature and how it compares to things that we already have in our curriculum. That's so great. I know this project has been at the forefront of your mind and you've been 
doing a lot of work and really thinking about it. Can you tell us about what initially inspired you to start this project and have these conversations? So it was actually at the annual diversity conference back when I was in ninth grade. Um, We were kind of just talking about Archer and how it was making changes to incorporate more aspects of diversity. And I was kind of thinking back to my middle school memories where I kind of didn't realize what discrimination was or certain instances um, that had happened, whether that was in class or outside of class. And I think it's really important for students of that age to just learn about it and understand what's happening around them. And I think Archer definitely has the capacity to teach kids these things. Um, And just thinking about my life now and how far I've come in terms of understanding these things and how much I've learned. I really want to pass this down onto the current middle schoolers just because I've seen the same things happen maybe six or seven years ago happening now. And if there's a way to stop it, I think we should try anything. I love that. That is so inspiring. And I know you referenced the diversity conference. So for those of you who don't know, Archer holds an annual diversity conference in January as part of their DEI initiative, meaning diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this is what Anaya was talking about. But adding on to what you were saying a little bit more, earlier this year, Lena Jones, who is now an Archer alum, class of 2020, started a petition to implement the Malcolm X autobiography into the English curriculum. And I really feel that her initiative is very similar to yours. How has her work re-sparked and refueled your passion for African-American history and making our curriculum at Archer more inclusive? I've had this idea for quite a while now, and I sort of kind of gave up on it in a way, thinking that it wasn't possible and the change wouldn't be made at Archer. But then I see Lena, who's a year older than me, accomplish her goals and, you know, really get things done. And now I feel like if she was able to do that, then I can do this as well. Mm -hmm. Lena is, of course, a great example and a great role model of student-led change. And, you know, certainly she has pioneered this greater movement, at least within Archer, where students feel that they hold power. I feel like there are so many more students that are empowered at Archer and inspired to make waves. And, you know, I even see that in you. Who else do you see as a role model outside of school? Who else do you look up to? Who else inspires you? And who else has been uh, that leading force behind this journey? I think one of my biggest role models is actually my little sister, who is in sixth grade, not at Archer. But I think thinking about her age, I want her to know these things. And I feel like Archer is a community where we treat each other like family. So I'd say my actual biggest inspiration are the girls younger than me. Right. And keeping younger students in mind, you mentioned that in middle school, you experienced or witnessed instances of prejudice, discrimination, maybe stereotyping, but didn't necessarily register those experiences as injustice, racial injustice. And and that being you weren't equipped with the language to fully comprehend what was happening or take action. And I think that you bring up an interesting point about racial literacy. 
you know, providing future generations with the tools to navigate conversations about race. And I think that also goes hand in hand with building a curriculum that reflects a diverse set of narratives. And so I guess what I'm asking is, how are you holding yourself accountable, your friends, your family, the school accountable? You know, I think with everything that's going on in the world, the spotlight is really on these independent schools because they're held to such a high degree. And I think we can, us as students can sort of use this to make the changes we want because now they're, they're really listening to us and really understanding where we're coming from just because there's talk about it all over the media, all over the news. Um, and I think just highlighting every aspect that we can right now is what's important in creating an environment where students of color and faculty color feel safe at Archer and feel like they belong here and don't have to face countless microaggressions or certain instances of discrimination. As I was saying, you're such a student activist, whether that's advocating for climate change or for women's rights. I think that this is also a perfect example of student activism. Do you feel that Archer has been supportive of your voice and supportive of student voices in general? I think I am so active in our community because of the way I kind of grew up at Archer, I guess. I think they really push students to kind of speak their mind, get their ideas out there, make change. And I think I was able to take the lessons I learned at Archer into the outside world, but also bring them back to Archer in order to make it even better. I think without Archer, I'd be very different than I am now. I'm really grateful for that. And without it, I think Archer would be very different, but also there's a lot of change that needs to be made. And I think we can go forward together, the students and the administration, in order to make it just an even better campus. I completely agree. And I remember when exec board elections were happening, you were giving your speech and you were talking about how you had had a family meeting where your parents informed you that you were going to be moving to Austin, Texas. But beyond that, you talked about how much you loved Archer and how it was your home and you were so committed to being a part of the community despite your family being 1,200 miles away. Just going off of that, now that you have embraced the role as an exec board member, how are you going to use your position to encourage the school's work on equity and inclusion? I think as an exec board member, I have this direct line of communication to the administration. Um, And I think that's really important when thinking about these things because certain students maybe don't meet with Miss Babin every week like I do. Um, And I think just having that connection and having this like open line where I like feel like I can tell her anything is really important because I can say whatever comes to mind without the fear of, without the fear of sounding nervous. Like having the ability to really express what's going on at Archer. As you were saying, that open line of communication is so beneficial and it's a privilege to have that with the administration. And that's definitely going to help you as you continue to progress with this project of implementing an African 
American Studies course. Do you feel that the Archer curriculum currently provides diverse narratives of race specifically? I think there's definitely things that Archer has implemented in the past few years even that really touch on these broad topics and very important aspects of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, Like some books we read or maybe some summer reading that we get to do, I think in the upper school have been really impactful and important. But I think that there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of things that people of color experience that aren't in the Archer curriculum that many um, that many classes I think should touch on but don't. You bring up a valid point that there are holes in the curriculum and that immediately reminds me of outdated textbooks that promote these errant perspectives on slavery and African-American history that don't provide enough context about how African-American history has shaped our country. And if you think about it, kids have to live through inequality, poverty, racism, and injustice every day. And if students and faculty at Archer and within our neighboring communities are out there living through it, then certainly we can tolerate to have comprehensive conversations. Even reflecting on my own education, especially in history classes, it is and has been very Eurocentric. And of course, African-American and Black people have been included in these conversations, but always under that umbrella of oppression. I feel like a lot of just the history of the United States is very integral with the history of Black Americans and African Americans. And I think what we learn now is a very whitewashed history just based off textbooks and not that it's I guess Archer's fault it's sort of society's fault you could say for teaching such a whitewashed history for so many years um I and I've just heard so many things like so many stories from maybe news articles that come out later talking about how history was actually different than maybe what we learned in seventh grade um and I think with all this information, we can sort of, I guess, dive deeper into our history and sort of learn what really happened and learn about all these interesting people and interesting things. And I think it would just be so fun to look at, compare texts and just really dive into the things we don't know that we should know. Archer often reiterates this idea of leaning into the conversation, but Part of that reality is that there is not a thorough support system set up for black people and no system where others can learn to be allies and invest in different narratives at the same level that we invest in the white narrative. I briefly touched on slavery and I think it's important to recognize that African-American and black history is not limited to enslavement. Black culture, Black faith, all of that is just as worthy of being talked about and just as crucial of a conversation. We spend the majority of our time at school consuming information. And if Archer makes these stories part of the fabric of their curriculum, 
slowly they will become ingrained in our day-to-day and become part of the fabric of our lives. Because despite my repetition of the word conversation, it's no longer a single conversation. It's a lifelong conversation. Yeah, I also think it's really important to just hold people accountable for things done in the past, even just acknowledging things that happen, I think is sort of very important for Archer to do in either either this year or in these upcoming years and kind of give us an idea of where their thoughts are at. You know, I like at times it can feel like the students are maybe left in the dark. Even me as an exec board member where I do have this line of communication, it can feel as sometimes things aren't being said the way they should be or things aren't being addressed when the students need them to be addressed. Definitely. And I would say that acknowledging and taking action goes back to that idea of being actively anti-racist, actively in bold. Even thinking about myself, of course I am anti-racism, but am I actively anti-racist? I can read more books, support more Black-owned businesses, watch more movies and documentaries about and by Black people. I can do better. And even relating to this podcast, in the midst of designing it and it coming to fruition, it was so important to me that I was holding space for others because I feel that everything that we put out into this world is so important. And I I wanted to make sure that I was using this platform to amplify Black voices. And then just briefly bringing it back, I know that you're still in the preliminary stages, but tell me what is at the core of this project? You know, even though I won't be able to take this course because I am a senior and I'm graduating this year, um, I still want younger girls to have the opportunity to take it and learn about people like, you know, Patricia Bath, who maybe um, no one really knows, but she's such a strong woman who, I mean, if you don't know her, you should look her up. She's very interesting. She um, she was a pioneer for um, laser cataract surgery. Um, but I just want this kind of class to be available for students who are interested. And I know so many students are even seniors who can't take it. Um, And I just want really for students to feel like they see themselves in the curriculum. Your pursuit to diversify the curriculum is so inspiring and so uplifting. What implementing steps have you taken so far? I think right now I'm just really honing in on exactly it is that I want. You know, like there's so many directions this course could go in. And I think if I come to the administration with kind of a set idea and kind of my vision for what it is, it'll be a lot easier to get things done. How can uh, the student body also support you and your goal of implementing an African-American studies course? I guess kind of to anyone who's listening, if you have any ideas, always feel free to contact me, let me know. even if you're interested and want, want to know more or be involved, um, I'm very open to that. Well, I think that about wraps it up. 
Thank you so much, Anaya, for coming on this podcast with me, being the first brave soul. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the rest of this African-American Studies senior seminar course plays Thank out. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. If you liked the sound of this episode, subscribe to The Scoop Podcast. It's free. Starting this school year, we'll be chatting with you and giving the daily scoop on life at Archer. If you're new to all things podcast and need more info on how to listen, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and the Oracle website, archeroracle.org. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay strong. See you next time.